systems go. Prepare for countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off to adventure in the amazing year 400 billion. Obscene, dirty, filthy, immoral. What are you people? On dope? Welcome to Jam Hold. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. <clears throat> 2023. Episode 804, com. Check it out uh, every three months. <laughs> We're here doing new podcasts. My voice is still not completely back, but we're taking it one one day at a time. One show at a time. My name's Matt. That's BJ. That's me. Hello, BJ. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I got something going on in here with this. This, uh, uh, <laughs> you hear that? But uh, other than that, I'm all right. I'm good. You rocked your voice really hard this week. I did. I rocked it like a hurricane. I've been taking vocal lessons from this German, and like, he just worked the fuck out of my larynx the last lesson. And so I'm like, <sighs> you know, you hear that? <laughs> it's been like three days. I've been using the moisturizing lotion, the internal stuff and the external stuff I'm supposed to use. And, uh, you know, it's coming back slowly. I think I learned an important lesson is that no matter what sort of lessons you, you take, you still have to do proper stretching. Mm. I didn't. I failed to actually properly stretch out my my larynx. <laughs> I don't know if that's what's wrong, but I stretched mine pretty good that day. Yeah, that night. <laughs> we did some singing though, uh and then deleted it all, but we're we got it down now. <laughs> we think we know what's uh what direction we'd like to take this this track, <laughs> which is pretty dope. Uh, let's see, episode 804 happening right here, right now, live from the Telegram, if you want to come hang out and say hey. Uh, we were going to try and do like a Twitter space, because Twitter now lets you use like all your, your desktop gear with, uh, with the service, and before it was just mobile only, but uh, then I didn't, and so we're just doing this. But uh, If you're keeping track at home, the last episode was 803 back in July, the 4th of July. Uh, when we were on our vacation, <laughs> which ended up lasting for another like two months after that. So that was dope. <laughs> uh, I feel like like it was fun. It was nice, except that like certain things that happened kind of set the tone for the rest of the time there. And it wasn't very happy tone. So instead of uh, being happy and doing, I guess, vacation-y things, I pretty much train to get my crab boat captain's license and I'll be moving to Alaska here uh, this next season and going after my portion of that $8.4 billion <laughs> king crab bounty that the Bering Sea has for us. So very exciting. I feel like I was born to be a captain. I wasn't sure what sort of captain or what I would be captaining. But, you know, this is definitely, it'll be worth the journey, as they say. Oh, look, Robo joined. He's going to be pissed because I'm not going to let him talk. <laughs> I didn't picture you as a captain type, but, you know. Well, you know, it's hard to picture somebody as... I also did picture as... you as a rapper, so <laughs> there's that. As our biggest fan, you you are the biggest fan. Nobody has gone above and beyond what you have gone to the extents that would be <laughs> that you've gone through factual to become part of the show and and then in turn my life so that's congratulations to you thank you condolences to me 
Ouch. No, you're you're good. You're uh you're probably one of the last like OG listeners, I think, besides MDS that like followed along for those first like seven hundred shows or what was it, six something, however many we did before we took like that two year hiatus. <laughs> I don't even remember when was that shit. Before we took our hiatus? Yeah, it was let's see, from it was like from twenty eighteen. Yeah, so <laughs> it's such a huge gap. It's it looks like my resume. Like <laughs> you had really solid numbers up until 2015 and then in October 2015, you just like dropped off the map and then you didn't resurface until February 2019. So uh, what exactly were you doing in those 4 or 5 years there, sir? <laughs> Well, you picked up a new job. Oh my god! Picked up and went to a new state. Had a kid. That was it. You got pregnant, had a kid, and that scared me out of doing anything, (laughs) (laughs) everything, and anything. When when the pullout king loses his title, it's very traumatic. Most don't ever come back from it. Luckily, in 2019, I did come back. I resurfaced. I started making shows again i guess I, I don't even know i probably need to listen back to some of these and like remember exactly what the fuck happened or not i mean sometimes i feel like the mind is really good at protecting itself from itself right and so when mm-hmm. the mind like doesn't remember things sometimes it's for a good reason you know, there's a couple reasons, but you know, sometimes if if you if you force the mind to remember something that it intentionally forgot, you can do more damage to the self than the original thing that you were trying to forget. Right? Just say allegedly, I, LSD did that to me once. Well, that's because you did it wrong, but I can't help that. <laughs> Wait, was that when I was with you, or before? That was before, right? Because no. all, all the LSD we've done was done right. Um, I didn't touch it before <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I guess you can't win them all, right? <laughs> no, I know what happened, but it's all good. Oh, okay. Well. I actually did better that night than you all did because I felt so bad because <laughs> I was crying. And I knew you should like, have been. I knew why I was crying. Like it wasn't, like, it wasn't a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I knew it was what it was mm-hmm. and that it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But you all you kept knew how coming. how it was going to go. You all kept coming in the tent and like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> and I felt so bad that I was ruining everyone's good well, time. as you should have. And I kept telling you guys to go away. I got this. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. You guys are making me cry even more. Stop. So go. if you or a loved one <laughs> would like to enlist Jamhole LLC Shamanistic Consultation Services, Feel free to holler, info at thejamhole.com. We'll get you dosed up and on the path to enlightenment in no time. (laughs) (laughs) Fix you up real good. Holy fuck. So do you have any, because like for me, the, I guess you could start out if you're in the telegram, if you check the pins there, there's like a photo album of like way too many pictures. So we're just going to, we're going to go through all 387 of them (laughs) and I will just explain to you what's going on in each shot. Uh, Each one is special in its own right. And then afterward we'll do a little Q and A. Uh, except you won't be able to ask questions because I don't want to really hear from from any of you. So uh, you can purchase a photo book. <laughs> It'd be weird to like just see our photo albums in like other people's houses and shit. Like, oh, here's the Jamhole's fourth vacation. <laughs> like instead of their kids and shit, it's just like us <laughs> doing drugs and shooting guns and shit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Getting boomerangs stuck in trees. Oh my goodness, yes, yes. So, but overall, good time. I mean, we were only there that long because you wanted to be. So I, I was, as usual, done after about two weeks, I told you weeks. to leave then, too. I should you have just didn't listened. Listen. I don't like to listen. You also didn't listen like a month in. No, you, you probably told me to leave once a month. And I was like, well, we're almost ready, right? And then, yeah. Mm, my goodness. Nah, I left... To go to the other town, and I told you it's going to be like a month. 
Mm -hmm. And you gone and was like, it's all going to be okay. Like, no big deal. Every time you said month, I heard week, I think. I don't know. I'm glad we're back. It was good. Now we're home and it's awesome. So did you have any, any like super exciting highlights you wanted to, to bore me with uh, of the trip or we saw a car wreck almost. That was pretty exciting. We pretty much (laughs) saw the flames of the fucking fire on the drive back here. Oh yeah. Everything was on fire. Yeah. That was exciting. That's going to be the new norm. I feel like. Al Gore is just laughing in his fucking solar-powered mansion. <laughs> These fucking plebs. I tried to warn them. They didn't listen. Well, guess what? Now you're all gonna burn. <laughs> it's crazy, though. The shit... I, people are like... I don't know if they just haven't accepted it, or if they're just like me, and they're like, well, there ain't nothing we can do about it now, so no stress and stressing over it. Or if they just legit are like, nuh-uh. <laughs> but like it's well you've got the it's too late fucked. you've got the it's not happening mm-hmm. and then you got the um we're trying but still ain't working we're trying it's too but far fuck gone. y'all <laughs> well i guess if you're gonna be anywhere the pacific northwest is one of the better places we didn't have anything over like 120 fucking degrees that is so insane that's not cool. It's so hot. No, it is not cool in the least. It is the opposite of cool. <laughs> it's fucking hot. And like, I feel like we're going to see the, a lot more of this kind of shit. Like, you know how they, they had Burning Man and then there was a whole bunch of like rain, like freak fucking rainstorms. Yeah. Washing out wild. the roads. There's this, <laughs> there's this pretty sweet article. It has a video of a Dodge Ram like flying through the mud. With an RV in tow, right? Like, full, like, we're done. We have to leave. We're so done with Burning Man and fuck your closed road. Dude, just fucking (laughs) with the, (laughs) with the RV and get out of here. Like, still half cocked on the desert, thinking that you're going to be overheating from and dry, dusty shit. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't. I would never go to Burning Man. I need I need my festivals to be where there's trees and shade and like some mountains, not like a fucking dried up dead ass fucking lake bed, <laughs> like salt flats or whatever the fuck it is. I'm all about the mountains. Yeah. Burners were worn. Imagine tripping on fucking like just cocked off on on some good strong LSD, and then hearing over the loudspeakers that y'all got a shelter in place. Oh gosh! <laughs> uh, the fuck, fuck did they just say? Uh, no, fam, I'm good. I'm gonna go out here and try and get my good trip fuck gone on in this mud. Real hard, real fast. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Seventy thousand people were there. Weekend traffic updates warn the burners, as attendees are known, to avoid getting stuck in the mud by attempting to leave the arts festival turn disaster. <laughs> While others trudge through ankle-deep mud and probably poo-poo, uh, the driver of this truck made by <laughs> Stellantis's Ram brand appeared to power through the wet grounds of Black Rock City, Nevada. An ex-user named Brendan Cogbill. Now, see, Elon, do you see how dumb that sounds? It sounds like they're no longer a user. They're an ex-user. I don't know if, like, you thought that was funny on whatever fucking research chemicals y'all are, are up to these days, but, like, it sounds really dumb. And I get it. Like, you have a one-letter domain. Doesn't mean you got to use it, bro. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, just tuck that shit away. Bring it out when you're, like... Nerdy friends come over to like shoot rockets off in the backyard or whatever you fucking plebs do. And and, and then, sh- and then, you know, have fun. But like you changed Twitter to X and now everybody is an X user. And I feel like the longer <laughs> this continues, everybody is going to be an X user. And then what? I'm going to have to get my news from the gram or some dumb shit. Like that doesn't work. The gram's a picture site. You oh. don't get your news from a picture site, Elon. You know how dumb that sounds? 
Sounds as dumb as renaming your company X. That is some shit. Yes, I'm CEO of X Company. Ah, uh, yes. Well, what is the company called? Oh, uh, yes, it's X Company. Uh, well, yes, I understand that, but what is the company called? The See, you have yourself X. like a, a who's on first sort of situation here, and I feel like that's we're, we're kind of beyond that at this point. But how oh, the fuck do I know? Uh, rainstorm, seventy three thousand people stranded. <laughs> this fucking <laughs> look at this shit. This awesome video, this dude just hammers it, juices that fucking V8 straight through it. Look, 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 he's going, he's going. Brap, brap. Oh, he didn't even put his steps up. Oh, man. Other fur and the that's, RV attached to the back, like, that's a damn good time. That's pretty I impressive. I like mudding. That's pretty impressive. He made it out. He's like, I'm, a, I'm out. That ain't his first rodeo mudding. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Cogbill told the insider he'd watch countless cars get stuck in the mud, not having any luck getting through, and then the TRX came. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I think it's really funny, too, because, like, that's... That's like the Silicon Tech Bro fucking festival. <laughs> and just like picturing all these nerds all fucked up on psychedelics and whatever the fuck else, amphetamines and shit. And then like having to deal with fucking rainstorm and normies and just, I don't know. It's, it's probably a pretty, a pretty fun chaos to experience, but I'll take my chaos in the PN dub Thanks. <laughs> Uh oh, this was kind of crazy. Florida man made himself a giant hamster wheel. You ever seen one of these? I have not. So uh, if uh, I'll put a link to it, obviously, in the show notes of thegemmel.com when this gets posted. But right now you can just picture, close your eyes, open your mind's eye and picture a little round cylindrical cage. And then on the top and the bottom of it, if the if it's vertical, you have two like loops, like rings that are filled with buoys, <laughs> right? So like the thing floats, and then you're I was in the say, middle. That goes in the water, actually. Yeah, you're in the middle, and the thing floats, and uh, on top, like where the buoys sit, that floats it. It's got paddles, so when you're running inside it, it's moving, and the paddles are like propelling you forward. I guess. <laughs> Kind of cool. Uh, yeah, till you get arrested in it. Uh, Florida marathoner is facing federal charges after the U.S. Coast Guard spotted him 70 nautical miles off Tybee Island August 26th in a homemade hydropod as Hurricane Franklin bore down on the eastern seaboard. What Holy a fuck. That'd be so dope, though, to be in that in a hurricane. Because you're, like, protected for the most part. I mean... How many of those? Uh, how many of those buoys do you think need to pop before that shit starts like sinking? <laughs> At least half of them. I don't know. It just depends on if you go under before. I don't think you could though, because buoys. Eh, I don't know. You get a wave that's like high one buoy enough, will it's float. Gonna go yeah. over you, no matter. Well, what. yeah, but it popped back up, right? You're not gonna. It's not gonna sink to the bottom because that's all metal and shit. So you need some buoyancy to, to keep it up. But what if you hit some <laughs> rocks and shit down there? Then you fucked. Well, there's no rocks 70 nautical miles off of Tybee Island. As a fucking Bering Sea shrimp crab boat. Excuse <laughs> me. It's a Bering Sea crab boat. I used to do shrimp boating. But now I'm a crab boater. As, as a crab boat captain, I would know that. The only thing you'd worry about are, are uh, icebergs. But there's none of those <laughs> in Florida. So I think you're okay. But the cops didn't appreciate it. They uh, <laughs> this hamster wheel-like contraption uh, afloat as a result of wiring and buoys. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's like that moment as a parent that you're like, I understand you can, but you're making my job 10 times harder. Yeah. They're like, I'm trying to get people off the fucking there's shore and safe. and there's needs. <laughs> you don't need to be out here in a hamster wheel. You want to be. Uh, when the Coast Guard officers told Bellucci... They were cutting short his manifestly unsafe voyage. Bellucci threatened to kill himself with a 12-inch knife if anyone tried to apprehend them. 
Wow. And claimed to have a bomb on board also, which turned out to be fake. Obviously. I'll kill myself. And, and I got a, a bomb and sharks with lasers. And I got an AK and a nine and a revolver. <laughs> like, no, you don't, dude. Uh, the authorities intercepted this dude at least three times previously. Uh, and they, then he finally surrendered. Uh, he made national news back in 2021 for an attempt to get from Florida to New York in the hydropod, but washed ashore 25 miles later. Yeesh. Jesus. You know, that's, I mean, I mean, good for him. Good for him. You know, it's sometimes you have a dream and you need to just follow that dream. And sometimes obstacles get in your way. And sometimes you need to just tell those obstacles, hey, I got a knife and I'll fucking kill myself. And if that's not enough, then you say that you have a bomb and you'll kill them. Sometimes nature just says, move, bitch, get out the way. And then you're just on the side. And <laughs> They may not care about your life, but they will certainly care about theirs. Uh, this is kind of, I don't, I'm amazed that this sort of stuff is still like in the news and that people still like support these, give it to me, what's these businesses, but in Baltimore, maybe that's why no one really gives a fuck in Baltimore. Uh, Archbishop Lori, I don't know who that is. Uh, they're considering bankruptcy after multiple lawsuits. Hmm. Huh. Baltimore's Archbishop says the Archdiocese is considering bankruptcy as it faces a barrage of lawsuits. What do you think those lawsuits have uh, involved? Nooky in places mm. it shouldn't be nooky in. Mm, interesting. So rather than like give, I can't give up my way of life. We're going to just have to go bankrupt, <laughs> oh you guys. Gosh. Next month, the new state law eliminating the statute of limitations on sex abuse lawsuits takes effect. And in an open letter, Archbishop William Lurie says its impact could be devastating. <laughs> oh, they're removing the statute. The tear from my eye. You poor thing. He said the archdiocese archdiocese's? Yeah. The archdiocese's mission is both diocese. Diocese's. A di an archdiocese would be the singular, right? And then yeah. the archdiocese's would be the plural possessive if you got the apostrophes in there. <laughs> uh he says that they say that the mission, we have a mission, same as it's always been, healing victims and continuing our ministry. But <laughs> we do not have unlimited resources to satisfy all these claims. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> we have so many claims here. Uh, in his letter, he says the archdiocese is considering bankruptcy reorganization to, quote, Provide a reasonable and equitable method for compensation of victim survivors while continuing its ministry. It's air quotes ministry. In April, Maryland's then attorney general released this report into child sexual abuse at the Archdiocese of Baltimore. It detailed more than 600 people's account of abuse. But I mean, hey, you know, you're preaching the Lord, so you, you just keep doing your thing and we'll just keep paying. Even if these people only... off till you go bankrupt. What a fucking grift. I mean, good for you guys. <laughs> it's like having your cake and eating it too. And then when, when that happens, then they just go to the next place. Say only one cake. fourth of those actually really fucking 600. happen. And that's still 600. <laughs> no. What are you doing? A hundred and fifty. If only a fourth of those actually happened. Not saying that they didn't all happen. I'm saying like. Well, then we could do this for like eight more years. <laughs> like we're not. We're not. They weren't I mean, out of funding quite yet then. How many of those do we have to pay right now? Because <laughs> we're getting 10% of like a thousand people's incomes here. Tax free. All right. So. Let's say I tone down the diddling. All right, I, we're not going to completely stop. I don't want to say we're going to completely stop, but like 
Let's say if we if we, we, we turn it back, how long could we extend this bankruptcy for? Unbelievable. Please just keep, keep the money keep and going stop and, and keep giving them your money and keep just wasting your time. Uh this is weird. I don't know why this ended up here, but uh Durham police and other law enforcement leaders they've been chatting met on Wednesday to share details about a massive bust where dozens were charged with illegal dirt bike and ATV oh activity God, it is. <laughs> as part of a new task force. Dirt bike and ATV riders have been seen weaving in and out of traffic, doing stunts, and even going by police headquarters in what's been a persistent problem in the area for several years. Sounds like the police lost control of their little parish here. Huh? Bob and weave. People bob and weave. One instance from early June resulted in more than 1,000 charges being filed between Durham Police, Rally Police, Chapel Hill Police, and the Wake County Sheriff's Office for illegal dirt bike activity as part of <laughs> Operation Dismount, which oddly enough is the same operation name from the previous story. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, Durham police themselves identified 43 people involved and filed more than 700 charges in connection with illegal dirt bike activity that occurred between June 3rd and 4th. Police said more than 200 motorcycles, scooters, and non-street legal dirt bikes and ATV riders have took over public streets and highways in the area. Videos of riders popping wheelies and revving engines in the middle of busy roads. What are we doing? One, That's way so more good. fun. Two, a whole lot quicker. And three, a whole lot cheaper on the gas department. So why not? Yeah, but they're they're like going this, this. What I'm picturing is like those music videos, like those old DMX music videos where they're just like closing down intersections and just like yelling about where their dogs are at and shit, like just riding wheelies and brah, brah, brah. I don't think it's like what you're thinking, people just commuting to work. <laughs> uh, a release from police includes several accounts of riders trying to intimidate and harass police officers in the greater community, including riders attempting to surround responding Durham officers, riders damaging a police vehicle and throwing rocks, one rider spitting on a cop. A rider ran over one officer's foot with a motorcycle. <laughs> what are we doing out here? That's amazing. Riders drove inside a gas station and stole merchandise from the store. Riders tried to retake a stolen dirt bike after it was recovered by the officers. <laughs> <laughs> Rally on, people. Rally oh, on. Yeah, that's Carolinas, man. They don't fuck around. The behavior will not stand and will not be tolerated, Andrew said. Well, that kind of... I don't think that's true. We are a unified front, and we are continued in that endeavor. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... I like how that's top priority. ATVs and dirt bikes doing stunts and weaving in and out of traffic on busy roads has become a common sight. Also in June, there was a case of several dozen ATV and dirt bike riders driving from Durham into Chapel Hill from Fordham Boulevard and Franklin Street. And around that time, video was posted to Facebook showing a similar group driving down the, the 15501. What's Lil Gaines got for us right there? Oh my God, Lil Gaines is one of them. Look at that. That's that's an ATV. Bro, are you going to Durham every weekend, you fucking sly dog? That's awesome. Yeah, he he rips. He rips. Brap brap. Brap brap. <laughs> together we're going to stop this foolishness. Mm, are you though? No. I think together y'all are going to go find a different fucking town to be cops in cuz y'all done lost. You lost this one, boys. Oh, there he goes. Look at him go. <laughs> They should just focus on the petties. So yeah, the churches, how about you close down all the pedophile churches and then come worry about little gains riding donuts in the fucking ATV <laughs> on your front yard? You know. <sighs> oh, if only our biggest worry really was ATVs. 
Oh no, we have much, oh honey, we have much bigger worries than ATVs to deal with. We might even have UFOs. Like, well, that's not even, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about over 245,000 pounds of banquet frozen chicken strips recalled over plastic concerns. Sorry, guys, we actually sold you the plastic chicken strips by accident. (laughs) The ones that were supposed to go in the toy box. (laughs) These are for (laughs) display use only. Uh, Conagra Brands Inc. is recalling 245,366 pounds of its banquet brand frozen chicky strippies because the chicky could contain pieces of plastic. Hmm. I is that. Is that news, though? I feel like we all know that everything we eat has plastic in it at this point, and we've just accepted that fact because, you know, plastic is fucking dope. I mean, and they're not the organic ones, so yeah. People who've been eating them are totally down with it. It's okay. At any given time in my life, I'm surrounded by no less than 100 pieces of plastic. Either on me, (laughs) in me, around me, usually just in me. And on me, but that shit's everywhere, guys. We've managed to pretty much put it everywhere. So, good job. (laughs) Uh, If you have frozen chicky strippies and they have a best of use by day of December 11th, 2024, January 1st, 2025, January 7th, 2025, the U.S. Department of Ag Food Safety Inspection Service wants to have a chat with you and your strippies. No, but if you they, really look into they it, said it's throw just them on away. the East throw, Coast. Throw that shit away. Well, yeah, but all of our listeners are East Coast. Yeah, guys, throw that shit away. Throw that shit away. Banquet, chicky strippies, recalled. Throw that shit away. I love chicky strippies, too. Mm, I Almost might have to go buy nuggies. some and like, make some actual ones. They're just ones. like giant nuggies. Oh, yeah, your homemade chicky strippies? Like, the way you fucking cut the head off the chicken and, like, pluck its feathers out one by one. It's very arousing. The way I really just get up in there and get it (laughs) done. The way you just, like, get your hand up in there and just, like, get it done. And when I say get it done, I mean yank its guts out of its asshole. (laughs) That gets me going. (laughs) Oh, this is kind of depressing as fuck. As if we needed more. Depressing as fuck news. Atlanta, excuse me, Atlanta, what's going on? Jasper County, this dude was trying to sell a 16-year-old girl, no, just her personal information on the dark web, for the purpose of having her kidnapped, so that he could then sell her. Uh, That girl's mother spoke exclusively to Atlanta News first to share a warning to others. Your award-winning news team. For the sake of protecting her daughter, the station is keeping her identity hidden. Hopefully doing a better job than her mama. Uh, I'm always worried about other places when you go on vacation, when you go here and there. But it happened here. It happened right here around us. She said the FBI came knocking on her door June 29th of this year to deliver news they never expected. I'm pregnant. (laughs) What? You're the FBI. Uh, Investigators told her a tipster who lived all the way in England called the anonymous tip line to say this woman's daughter was in danger. They had uncovered a disturbing dark web advertisement. (laughs) What? Uh, There were two pictures, and it was from our family vacation the year before. She explained on the picture on the ad, it said this item, as they called, it was put up for sale. If they would purchase this item, which was my daughter, uh, then they would tell where we lived, where she frequented, and that they knew everything about her. Oh, so they, they purchased the dossier, and then they go snatch and grab. That's kind of crazy, actually. Usually you pay someone to go snatch people. You don't give that, like, charge them for Is the information. Is that how you usually do it? Okay. <laughs> Weirdo. Fuck off. Is that why everybody that listens to this show has all of our vacation pictures in their fucking Google folders? All right. We need to, we need to fix some things, you guys. Moving on. We need to have a chat, you guys. <laughs> uh, we were not his friend, she said. We we're not a social media friend, along with 
the other people at Rock Springs Church. Oh, weird. Oh, Church I'm wearing up, I'm wearing my shock, my shocked faces on you guys. Oh, weird. The church confirmed he was a member there for a time and had not attended for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. The mother said Ivy took the photos from their family's Facebook page, which was set to a private account. He stole our personal pictures that we thought were safe. Ivy was arrested. Deputies eventually indicted in August on charges of cruelty to children, trafficking of persons for sexual servitude, Ooh. criminal attempt to commit a felony, including kidnapping, the arrest report said Ivy attempted to sell information about a 16-year-old female home address as well as places she regularly attends on the dark web in order for her to be abducted, assaulted, or otherwise harmed. The ad was published and was on the web for four days, they say. She's doomed. <laughs> this mother believes in that time a higher power was protecting her from being identified. <laughs> was it? Does that make you feel better for being a terrible mother? I must say you should probably just get up and move. Their daughter was homeschooled. They said they thought they'd done everything to keep her safe, except, you know, bringing her to church where all the pedophiles are. But whatever. Uh, I don't want people to get out of it. The church is a bad place because church isn't a bad place. Eh, The previous article kind of begs to differ, but okay. (laughs) There's predators everywhere, she explained. Well, that's true. Uh, however, she knew that people should not let their guard down, even in places considered safe. If I can protect one person to tell the story, I don't want anybody to go through what we're going through right now. Well, don't worry, honey. The jam hole is on the case. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe that we're all still around. <laughs> I mean, that's that in itself. Impressive feat. I like how we get halfway into the article and then it's boom, church. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Usually I just like look at headlines and I'm like, okay, okay. That's what I like to do. Yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Because if I read too much in it, then I start thinking of the jokes I want to say and then it just ruins the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just, just give me the headline. Look <laughs> at this retard. Uh, a van got stuck on a beach as the tide came in. <laughs> what beach is this? Oh, this is in the UK. Silly UK. A vehicle became caught by the incoming tide at Black Rock Sands in Port Madog, Gwyn... Gwyn... <laughs> Hold on. Port, Port Madog, Gwyn... Gwyn Double D. Shortly after 8 p.m. Coast Guard called the incident. Reports of a woman in a van stuck on the beach. This is not the country kitchen buffet. A vehicle was submerged in water, but a spokesman for HM Coast Guard confirmed the woman inside made her way to safety. Lucky. The vehicle was recovered from the beach later with no pollution reported. Really? Okay. This is why... Okie I was probably going to make like a woman driver joke, but I just, I don't have it in me right now. (laughs) Just be careful when you're on the beach, you know? A tide... Creeping in. As a, a Bering Sea crab boat captain, I know a little something about tides, you know? Hit us with that knowledge. Tides come and they go. You have what they call low tide and you have what they call high tide. So don't be driving out on the beach when it's low tide because next thing you know, high tide is on your ass. <laughs> on it. And you don't want to get stuck in a van. On high tide. <laughs> uh, oh, this is awesome. I guess we're still doing gender reveal parties. Maybe not much longer after this, but this happened in Mexico, Sinaloa. And this just, <laughs> I want to be racist, but the fact that it happened in Sinaloa makes me think this was planned in a cartel hit. But, you know, I'll let you be the judge. A gender reveal party in Sinaloa, Mexico, ended in tragedy on Saturday after a pilot hired to make the reveal crashed and died after his plane went into a tailspin. Tailspin? Whoa. Oh, wait, that's DuckTales. How did Tailspin's song go? Tailspin? Whoa. No, see, that's DuckTales. That's DuckTales. Fuck! Now I need to watch Tailspin. 
A video post on Twitter showed the pilot emitting pink smoke above the couple and their party guests before he began to shoot upward and spiral, eventually crashing on the property as the congregation seemed unaware. Can you imagine that thing just blowing off black smoke and they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> That's weird. And then the pink came and then like, Ugh. oh, it's a girl. Oh, but they're going down. Oh, shit. It's a, honey, you're having a black girl. What? <laughs> We're Mexican. Uh, authorities responded to the crash so and good. took the injured pilot to the hospital. I just like is that's such a weird thing. I must have totally missed that whole because that that just seems like a weird, like you you did. I don't even know how to explain why it's weird. I I don't feel that I should have to, but um, it's like it's like if you if you like drank water. And you got all the water in your mouth without spilling any. And then you had a party to like celebrate that. It's like you literally just did something that genetically you've been, you've evolved to do for millions. Oh, you're speaking of the, rip, the of party years. itself. Well, of, of the, of, yeah, of making a baby. Like people treat it like it's some crazy, like they fucking went through the goddamn fucking halls of medicine or something or the fucking the the catacombs with tomb raider or some shit and like found the holy grail but really like you got drunk and like accidentally forgot to pull out one night and now like you killed a pilot <laughs> because you want i don't know it seems like a weird thing to me to like have a party over the reveal party's odd to me like you you just added one more human to this already overpopulated like good job mexico <laughs> I don't know. It's I just that shit like makes me cringy. I don't like it. Same with birthday parties. It's like look at me. I survived another year. Thumbs up. <laughs> like who gives a fuck? I know you really like birthday parties, so, so I, did I, I tried survive to keep... another year. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's relative, I suppose. If I was like a fucking foster kid female growing up in the fucking nineties, like I'd probably be pretty excited that I survived year to year. But you know, my white privilege protected me from that, and my masculinity from being a man and having a dick also protected me from that. You so. ain't white. Well, I'm white enough that I didn't have. It problems growing <laughs> up i don't know anyway um speaking of <laughs> being just white enough india managed to land a moon thing a moon walker <laughs> a moon rover <laughs> uh, on the, the the moon so good job india uh also during this time the <laughs> What's the opposite of the scientific community, like the other community, the like the flat earthers and the anti vat like that whole? Well, the they bullshit community. They came out and they were like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the same set, you guys, that they fucking used for the the NASA moon." I don't know. It was a bunch of dumb shit, but. I believe that India actually did manage to land a fucking rocket on the moon because India has a lot of smart uh, devs there. 90% of them are making shit coins in Web3, but they're smart. And they're not caught up in all the stupid drama we got over here in America going yeah. on right now. I mean, you don't hear about Indian churches molesting children, do you? Mm -hmm. I mean, they might like not allow you to speak about that stuff and they'll kill you if they catch you. But still, you don't At hear about it, right? about it. That's right. It's not the same thing. You ain't hearing a lot about it because you get killed for doing it. <laughs> uh, by sunrise on the moon, the rover may or may not wake up. Oh, it probably did wake up by now. huh? I didn't really check for updates on this. I don't really care. It's India. It's the moon. Who gives a fuck? Good job, India. All right. Uh, anything else? Was that it? I think that's all I had. Is there anything you wanted to, to discuss? Get off your chest. This is your last chance before we go back into another three-month hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really can't think of anything right. that's just, like, jumping out There's at me. There's 170 weeks of barkeepers. I think you can go and check out that stuff. I, need I to really appreciate you weeks. not being a shit about me singing. No, I I just wish you could have done it better and that I wouldn't have lost my voice from this strenuous uh, teaching teacher. 
that I paid for. <sighs> I had to pay for singing lessons for one song, you know? Because the person that was going to sing it just totally fucking skimped out. So, you know, I do what I can and we, we forge on. That's bullshit. I know. It is bullshit. And that's not. what I told her. Not you, different chick. Okay. There we go. Bask in that silence. Guys, <laughs> just, ah, just bask in it. Maybe one day we'll do this on video and then you can see what happened during that silence. Those daggers, those daggers in the eyes that come out. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was bands from the fucking Rack FM gang. She was going to sing it and then she just kind of disappeared. So whatever. Email info at thejamhole.com. And you know, much like you, she also likes karaoke. I was going to hook you guys up, but now we're not going to Nashville. So I guess now we can't. Uh, email info at thejamhole.com, thejamhole.com. That's the website. Check it out. 804 episodes after this one. We'll be up there. Come hang out in the Telegram. And if you're up at 5 a.m. in the morning, come check out Rack FM. We got an episode airing on Twitter spaces or X spaces, wherever the fuck you autists are calling this stupid fucking website now. And that's 5 a.m. That's Pacific 5 a.m. Pacific Coast. That's right. The best coast. The West Coast. 5 a.m. <laughs> I don't even know. Who are we fucking talking to? I'm going to probably fucking sleep in on this one. I don't know. That's the good thing about having a team you can trust, you know? I can, like, not have to wake up and deal with this dumb shit and trust that they will. And then we all benefit from it. So after well, you got the internet, like, Oh, no, fixed? it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm sorry. My mistake. See? Already fucking up. Today's only Wednesday. Okay, so Friday at 5 a.m. <laughs> we have a, a special with uh, Code X Chan. I don't even know what this is. Should be a fun chat, though. Rack FM's always a good time. And you should direct your attention to episode one of Public Speaking for Plebs. This is probably the favorite thing I've edited all week. Oh, where the fuck is it? Yeah, here we go. I'm, I'll put this, I'll put a link to this in the show notes so you can find it, but it's also on terraspaces.com. It came out September 2nd. It's called Public Speaking for Plebs, hosted by Robo, the mayor of Rackville. <laughs> These are all real things. Uh, and it just teaches you how to, how to speak in publicly, in public, publicly, like a pleb. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> just listen to it. You'll, you'll figure it out. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Thejamble.com. Uh, peace out. Bye. There's this principle in like Taoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism. Taoism, where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want. Inevitably, it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code and now it's mutiny community uprise there's no more humility futility plus size motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles motherfucking west side shit needle and noose sticking with my armory and beta and bruce repping psychedelic artistry believing the truth like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue gm fam really worth all the effort is it really worth all the fighting and the answer, I think, is a clear no. They started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, The shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin 
with preachers pretending to be teachers. Y'all just predatory leeches. I mean, please, just look at the track record. A bunch of VC rap fucks sucking up the cheddar. The recipe is two steps. Rinse and repeat. Now we all in your butts and we bring in receipts. GM fam, have a seat. If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you, you would be like, don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it. Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Coming to you live from the Rack FM trash can in Skid Row. Put on your dunce caps because it's time for public speaking for plebs with your host, Robo, the mayor of Rapid. And here's Robo. Well, 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 good morning to one and all. It is September the 2nd. Uh, 2023 and this is actually the first episode can you believe it we've been promising for quite a while but here it is the first episode of a uh, public speaking for plebs by rack fm now what exactly do we mean by public speaking for plebs well we've noticed over in the rack fm studio that a lot of these devs you know maybe because english is not their first language we understand that that's you know you get a get a free pass right however you know there are english speaking devs that we have seen from the cosmos going to these fucking exhibitions and seminars all over the place right and representing us and acting like absolute plebs they haven't even got the basics down now jake we're not going to mention you, Jake. You know, fair play if you want to put your text up on a screen. You do that. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to, like, deliver, like, how it should be done from, like, our point of view, from a stylistic point of view, and not a, like, a knob-jockey fucking pleb point of view, like you guys act every fucking day of the week. Anyway, on this course, which it's going to be a course, yeah, uh, we are going to cover many different things. We're going to cover the difference between like planned and impromptu speaking. We're obviously going to talk about the different situations in which you have to speak, whether that be given short talks, whether that be given like, you know, a public speech, whether it's a full presentation in a formal environment, whether it's an internal, you know, discord call where you have to present certain info. We are going to cover the fucking lot on this show right it all depends on how much you want to listen how much you don't now you might as well start if we're honest people you might as well start the first episode with like the daddy the big fella right let's be honest you know let's say you've had a fucking heavy weekend you come in monday morning you're a bit wrecked and then you get a fucking email from your boss or oh, i'm ill today you've got to do this presentation this afternoon i've hardly prepared for it. you're like fuck what if you're in that line of work where, like, you actually have to do presentations or your boss may be and he might be sick and you're like, shit. Like, where does the panic... You know where the panic sets in? The panic sets in when you hear the word presentation because you think of it as something holistic. And that is the big problem. What we need to do is we need to break, basically, this up, right? A presentation, a full, formal fucking presentation. I'm talking like a... If you've got like a 15 minute slot with you and your pitch deck, whatever else, and you've gone in that room to get funding, right? You know, 15 minutes is what like some of these bigger players are going to give you, right? And you need to be able to fill that. Obviously, Q&A is going to take up, you know, five minutes of that, but you're still going to need, you know, eight to 10 minutes of material. How are you going to do that? Well, you need to structure the thing fucking properly. Like looking at a foot, like a, proper formal presentation if you're trying to like you know sell educate entertain whatever your purpose is we'll run into this later in late episodes yeah but basically you need to divide every single presentation on earth into four key fucking elements it's quite simple yeah you've got your beginning you've got your intro right 
We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, you've got your main message, your main body, right, which is the information you actually want to deliver. Then you've got the ending, which is a fucking simple step-by-step process. Again, don't fuck it up, pleb, you know. And then you invite people for Q&A and you have your Q&A session if you do have a presentation where you're going to have a Q&A session. Not every presentation or public speaking event has a Q&A, but, like, we're starting out, you know, with the, the daddy, like I said. So what do I mean by separating them? Well, okay. So your introduction, right, should basically, uh, you know, you've got to make sure that you, like, greet your audience first, obviously. Don't be a cunt. And then don't introduce yourself because that's one of the biggest problems in presenting is, like, literally diving straight into the fucking introduction before you, like, pay homage to your audience it's called, in professional circles, the human touch, right? But just like, whether it's a reference to the environment, the fucking weather, the journey getting here, like, like, say hello, you know, obviously, if it's formal, you know, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, good evening, ladies, whatever it is, whatever time of day it is, yeah? But then make sure you pay homage to them. Thank you all for taking the time and trouble to be here in despite of the floods today, you know? Like, whatever you do, before you say, like, my name is, or let me start by introducing myself, do not do that before you pay homage to your audience. That's step fucking one, pleb. All right, pleb cunt. And then, once you get, I mean, once, once, once you get into the fucking floor, right, and we're now into the introduction, if it's professional, what do I want from you? Bro, I want your job title. Yeah, I want uh, who you work for. Uh, sorry, your position and then who you work for, right? So my name is da da da, and I'm a da 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 for da da da. You know, who are you? What do you do? Who do you work for? Bang, that's it. Then I get any more detail, bro. Then I give me your life story or your shoe size. Shut the fuck up and think about your audience, right? Next step would be your subject. Now, step one, two, and three, like I've just said earlier, greeting, refer to the audience, and then your introduction. Think about them like one, step one, two, and three. Step one, two, three, take a breath, all right? Step four, we now go into our subject, our topic. The topic of my subject today is uh, terrace spaces. Let's talk about terrace spaces, for example, for the day's purposes, right? Just to be a cunt. After I talk, after I introduce that, um, and bear in mind, we're only still on the introduction, the introductory period, the first element of the presentational process. What I'm going to do is I'm then going to like give an outline. Now, people, this is where we talk about key areas. Key areas are so fucking fundamental and essential, and you won't even believe how much. When you get to the level that I'm at or we're at, you can write, like, your introduction and your ending at the same time because you can just implant your fucking outline into your summary and expand on it just to refine the point, like, and the conclusion. You can literally write your introduction and ending at the same fucking time. But never mind, we'll get to that. We'll get to the, like, tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them what you want to tell them. Tell them what you've told them which is basically what every uh, news channel around the world uses, but we'll cover that later. So we've covered the first four steps. We're on the outline. Hopefully three key areas will be enough, right? Two is fine, up to five, yeah, but I'm telling you, three is the magic number. De La Soul did not talk about fucking... The number three for no reason. Three key areas are fucking legit as fuck. Trust me, you can do past, present, future. You can do problem, cause, solution. You can do so much with three key areas. Three's a magic number, guys. Listen up. Anyway, once you've gone on with the outline, we'll talk about it later. Then, point number six in the introductory process that we're talking about right now. Step number six, uh, it's up to you, but kind of like, if you want to introduce time, see, some plebs want to introduce time, but if you're having to, like, say it to the audience, or oh, this is the time of the presentation, well, 
maybe the organisation hasn't been done like quite properly or people don't know what's going on. Or what. If you're in that position where you do have to give the time, give it. You know, I expect this presentation to last around 15 minutes. But then step number six after your outline, which is five, yeah. And before number seven, which is your policy on Q&A. Step number six would be opportunity to introduce media. And that media would be something like a handouts that you might give, you know, the key content on the presentation that you're given, especially if it contains heavy data, which the PowerPoint shouldn't, by the way. And obviously, if you're going to be using the LCD projector and showing a PowerPoint, uh, that is your time to drop in your media. You know, uh, as you can see, I'll be using the LCD projector because I have a PowerPoint to show you. And your PowerPoint, we'll talk about that later, because, hey, you're the presentation, not your PowerPoint, you daft cunt, right? That's that's a message we really need to drive home. Are you listening, Jake? Yeah, you're the presentation, so not your fucking PowerPoint. Don't be a voiceover. None of us appreciate that. Anyway, after number six, we uh, then go to number seven, which is, you know... Probably one of the most important points, but also we need to think of the variations, you know, the different outcomes. Uh, it's a policy on Q&A. And if you think about it logically, there are only three outcomes, aren't there? Uh, you haven't got time for questions, right? Because time's limited. Uh, that, that There's nothing wrong with a presentation or especially in a conference or seminar where it's like, because time's limited, there are other speakers, there'll not be time for questions. That's fine. No problem whatsoever. However, uh, there also are presentations where questions like must be demanded. Like if I'm giving a presentation, selling my company, and I say there's no time for questions, <laughs> I'm not getting a job, right? Of course I've got questions, yeah? So therefore, there's two outcomes, isn't there? From the three outcomes, we've established one. There are three. Uh, two and three would be stop me at any time, which means as a presenter, you're open for interruptions at any time during your presentation. Be very wary of what that can cause. However, if it was a kind of like, I say, a divisive or, uh, you know, if it was internal within the company and it was about like cutting staff bonuses down, maybe at certain points you would want to like get those interruptions like at, at that particular point to address a situation. Normally, if you were like trying to sell your product or your service or your business or your, you know, you, the, the, like questions are going to come afterwards. So point number seven or step number seven in the seven step process to just element one of an introduction of a formal presentation would be. Shout out, Finn. That's for you, son. Uh, it would be, though, wouldn't it? Uh, a policy on Q&A. You know, at the end of this presentation, I'll be happy to try, check the emphasis, try and answer any questions that you may have. Now, when we say things like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you can please wait until the end of the presentation and I'll answer any questions. I'll answer. No, no, you'll try and answer, pleb. Get that one right. Anyway, these are just like a few shortcuts, right, to like how professional people do this shit in real life. And this is episode one. Uh, we are going to continue with so many vibes and so much shit. But yeah, people, you know, pay attention because public speaking is, <clears throat> it doesn't come to everyone, but everyone can study it and everyone can become like good at it. You just need to know the, like, rights and wrongs and the shortcuts and the do's and the don'ts, yeah? So, peace out from Rack FM. This is the end of episode one, and we'll be back with episode two, depending on what fucking Finn or Bruce says on their feedback, because those motherfuckers are absolute two bunch of cunts, and they'll probably be like, oh, there's too much swearing, or there's too much this. Well, let's see what the people say, plebs. All right? Over and out, good night. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served
Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, bond in the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality Stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served You are listening to the jam, 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 the jam,